I'm in the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swampshire, Jersey. This is the Sunday Sprint for week 11 of the 2022 National Football League season. Luke, you can probably hear the wind noises in the background. And if Jersey is anything like Foxborough, and I'm sure it will be, it's going to be cold. This is going to be frigid, windy, not good playing conditions. But your Vikings will be on national television with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. And I need to work. So can you just take the rest of this 29 minutes and just talk about your Vikings, please? <laughs> hey, I would love to. You know, big win last week against the Bills. People still doubting. Uh, well, you know, when you get a team like the Vikings. When- in, a, in a crazy game, we should mention, you had every right to win that game and every right to lose that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It was such a roller coaster. I mean, it was wild just to watch that game. That was one of the craziest games, regular season games, uh, I have seen in probably at least 15 years uh, for the Vikings. It was absurd. It was wild. I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, I was up. I was down. It was crazy. They found a way to win, and it was a huge win, of course. Um, now, when you have a team like the Vikings that have been doubted to begin with, people will tend to move the goalposts. So you get that win last week, still hasn't seemed to won people over. And they said, right, well, you know, Josh Allen fumbled, yada, 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 whatever. Vikings shouldn't have won the game. They were fortunate, whatever excuse you want to make. Now we get to this week. Cowboys are favored coming into Minnesota. So another week here where everyone, again, talking all week about doubting the Vikings. And I understand it, and I get it. And you look at this game today, you have the Cowboys coming off probably the loss of the year, the Vikings coming off the win of the year. This is the time to try to beat Minnesota. They play on Thanksgiving this week, the Vikings do, so they're turning around for a short week up ahead. Yeah. They're a little banged up after that wild game in Buffalo. Long game, played in overtime. I still like the Vikings in this matchup, uh, but if there was a time to try to get them, especially in their own building, it'd probably be today after that dramatic, long crazy game Sunday in Buffalo where, you know, if you come off that uh, emotional high and you're due for a bit of a, a letdown today against a pretty good Cowboys team. Alright. thing about the Cowboys is they're used to this, right? They're used to this short turnaround in Thanksgiving. You guys aren't. And we talked about look ahead last week and we talked about look ahead this week. I, I just wonder if when you sit back and look at this Vikings team, when is the shoe going to drop? Jim Nance talked about this this week. When is the shoe going to drop? And he felt coming out of the production meetings, him and Tony, that this is a pretty good group in that building and that the shoe would not drop. Now, obviously, he can't tell game plan secrets, but the sense that he got was that this city and this town... And this team was not going to let a letdown game or a look-ahead game or any of that kind of stuff happen. As a fan, where's your head at? Kind of, Yeah, kind of in the middle. I mean, it's my concern. I think the Vikings are the better team. I think you play this game uh, in a normal week. The Vikings win the game. I feel pretty confident about it. Um, my- you are the better team than, than the Cowboys. The Packers just exposed it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Cowboys look like they're one of the great uh, pass rushing teams in the league, but when you sell out on getting after the quarterback, you leave yourself vulnerable in some running lanes, and they have been 
beat up on the ground these last few weeks. We yeah. saw that, as you mentioned, yeah. the Packers on Sunday. Um, it was the most rushing attempts in an Aaron Rodgers start in his career because they knew that's how you beat Dallas. The Vikings have Dalvin Cook and even Alexander Madison, and they've had a, a top-10 performing offensive line this year, so you'll be at home as well. So I do like the matchup, but that, that my guard is up because that is the, the one concern is just the letdown. Now, I do think the fact that it's the Cowboys helps. Right, If you're playing the Texans today, and maybe you're not as locked in this week if you're the Vikings, you can kind of look past them. When it's the Cowboys and everything that brings, and the Cowboys are favored, you could use that as a chip on your shoulder. Uh, I think it's a lot easier to lock in if you're the Vikings this week coming off that game Sunday, knowing you got another big one today. Uh, the only other thing I'll say, though, is they took it a little bit easier in practice this week because of that Bills game. You played in overtime, tough game. Now you play two games in a five-day period. You know, they didn't go, they didn't use pads the first couple days. They kind of just did a walk through, almost like a half practice. So, again, uh, as um, as an always concerned Vikings fan, if there's a time to get them, it probably is today. But I do trust this team. It's a good team. I think they're well coached. And I do think they'll come out ready to go today. But if not, you could understand why after uh, the situation they, they're in right now. No, absolutely. I mean, they're in a really unique spot um, playing the aforementioned Pats next week yeah. on Thanksgiving night. Now, look, this is where I am. I was at that first Jets-Pats game uh, at MetLife. This one's at Foxborough. It's blustery. It's cold. It's not good. It's great football weather, but it's not great kicking, kicking, Jesus, throwing or kicking weather up here. So... This is kind of how I look at this game, Luke, and it's pretty simple. Can Zach Wilson limit the turnovers? Period. If the Jets do that, if the Jets win. I was not impressed with Mac Jones. I don't think that Zippy, Zappy, Brent, what's the guy's name? Oh, Bailey Zappy? Yeah, I don't think he's the solution. I don't think they, I don't think they have a quarterback on the roster. But coming off of a bye, you don't know how the Jets are going to react. I'm a little concerned and confused about how the Jets are going to react uh, coming off of all that. But it ultimately will come down to can Zach Wilson keep the ball? Period. End of story. Game over. And that's, that that would be the concern here is that, you know, Belichick and the Patriots, obviously they beat Zach Wilson already, Belichick against young quarterbacks. And now, just like the Jets, the Patriots, uh, with an extra week to get ready at home for Zach Wilson. Uh, that would be my biggest concern. We know about the losing streak as well for the Jets against the Patriots. But you go back to that game we talked about at the time. You know, if uh, that pick six holds up, that could be a different game for the Jets and uh, the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. So uh, who knows? Uh, maybe the Jets are the better team and uh, they come out today. But what's fascinating, as a Jets fan, right, if you win, you're in first place. If you lose, you're in last place in the division. So what a huge game today for the Jets. Right now, every single team in that division is in the playoffs. Wild. I I don't know what to think of the AFC East. I think Jets-Bills, there's a streak if... if uh, do you have the uh, schedule in front of you, Luke? Uh, partially, yes. Yes. What's the Jets' next four? It's Pats. After the Patriots. They get the Bears, then some team called the Vikings, and then the Bills and the Lions. That's right, stop. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That Bills game is going to mean something if they win today. If the Jets don't, then that Bills game is meaningless, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, right now, this whole division, anytime you get these two division teams, divisional teams together, it's a big deal, like today. Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to see. But, yeah, who would have thought? I mean, we go, went into the season thinking the two West divisions would be the best. They've probably been the two of the worst. And, we, you know, you probably didn't think much of the NFC East after last year, even the AFC East. And those are the two best divisions. So uh, it's been it's been wild. But that AFC East is tough, and, and every week's a gauntlet. My dad also walked in here. Do you have anything to add after watching Jets Pats round one? Better be that better this week. <laughs> yes, it was a lot warmer at MetLife Stadium than it will be at Foxborough. <laughs> yeah. Um that is true. Um when when I look at this game, when when I evaluate this game, um or not this game, when I evaluate the next game we're going to talk about. Um, it's almost about routines. We talk about the Bills, their game against the, the Browns gets moved. It gets moved to Detroit. Uh, you're somebody who likes the, the, the Vegas-type stuff, all sorts of stuff. When you start going to a neutral site, look, 77 inches in Orchard Park. The NFL made the right move to, to get that out of Buffalo and get that game moved. He gets moved to a wonderful stadium, Ford Field, which has done this before. I actually think you give the Browns more of a chance. It was an odd week for how the Bills prepared. I think the Browns could steal one this week, which then recalculates every single thing about that AFC East division. That part is fair. That is true. The Buffalo Bills are dealing with some other stuff this week. I mean, just trying to get out of there. Uh, they couldn't practice. They had to do everything virtually. I think that was on Friday. So I get that part. In terms of the actual football, once you kick off the game, I think playing indoors in Detroit is a big advantage to Buffalo than even if they're out in the snow. Browns are the That I agree with. I'm just saying the snow. prep is all over the place. What's that? I, I'm with you. I'm just saying that their prep has been so all over the place that, that you don't know what you're going to get. No, and I agree with that as well. So if the Bills can handle that, we'll find out at 1 p.m. today. Uh, if they're locked in and ready to go and we're able to handle all the adversity this week and, you know, whatever, taking care of family, getting them, whatever whatever they had to deal with away from football, just trying to get to Detroit during a snowstorm. Uh, once you actually kick off the game, if you're the Bills, you know, you probably don't want to give up a home game with that home field environment, but I think you'd rather play the Browns indoors where Josh Allen can throw it all over the place than if you were outdoors in the snow where the Browns can try to run it. So from that sense, uh, that part I think is an advantage for Buffalo, and the line has not moved. They were favored by eight in Buffalo. They're still favored by eight at a neutral site, so Vegas still thinks they come out and take care of business today against Cleveland. For the Browns, real quick, I mean, Deshaun Watson's supposed to come back in two weeks. They're three and six. You get the Bills this week. You get the Buccaneers next week. Uh, you could be three and eight by the time Deshaun comes back, and it doesn't matter. So this is kind of Cleveland's season. If you want to hang around, you got to try to find a way to win today and and or next week to stick uh, keep in the running when you get your quarterback back. One well, one thing Nance said that I think was fascinating was that you look at the NFL this year. They have had two games. This game, Vikings, Cowboys, and the Bills um uh Chiefs rematch as the only team with two winning teams that they've had in front of them all year. And this is week eleven. Interesting. One game has had a team with a losing record involved. And I look at this slate of games and I'm like, nothing really impresses me. Nothing really interests me. The Giants, 
if they can take care of Detroit, right, set up a really interesting Thanksgiving Day game that, that is, is arguably the season. But we usually cover five games. I mean, seriously, what here do you want to cover? I, I'm, I don't know what else there is to talk about. You, you see yeah. my point? Like, obviously we'll find games to talk about, but, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah, and that's the way. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't really have a good answer, but that's the way the NFL's been these last couple of years that a lot of middle-of-the-road teams, I mean, Tom Brady talked about it at one point this season at a press conference, that the, you know, a lot of teams that are hovering around 500, um, a lot of good, maybe not great teams, and you get a lot of matchups. We, we've been talking about these last few weeks. You look at the schedule, you get maybe two games a week between actual winning teams. You get a lot of three and six, four and fives. And I don't know. That's just the way the, the talent, I guess, is so spread out in the league that um, there's there aren't these great, you know, these top and bottom teams. Everyone's just kind of stuck in the middle. I want to talk about a game that not many people are going to talk about. I'm going to talk about Eagles-Colts. And this will be the final game that we'll talk about before we get to the end of our show. I like it. Only covering three games today. You like that change? Works for me. <laughs> but it's parody, right? Like, what about Raiders-Broncos interests you, you know? It's like... Oh, nothing about that one. Panthers-Ravens. Like, there's just a lot of bluff games. Is this... If I'm if I'm in that Eagles locker room, I just say, look at Jeff Saturday being a coach. Ah! And they're going up against, you know, a, and just an abysmal Colts team. If there is ever a game to ride the over, for me, it's Eagles-Colts. You know, this one's interesting. I do like the matchup. Kobe Brissett I is, think- uh, what I was, uh, is who I was re- referring to there, I uh, uh, obviously, nothing against him personally. I just look at that and say, that is just, this is a one-sided matchup. If you're the Eagles, get back on. People say you're exposed. No. Just take the Colts and just run them out of the building. Yeah, so I, I definitely get that. Uh, the, this is a good bounce-back spot for the Eagles. You know, you get a team that loses in Philadelphia and lost on national TV against the team and the Colts that won. And uh, it's a pretty good betting strategy to take a team that didn't cover the spread the week prior against a team that did cover the spread, uh, certainly as an underdog like uh, the Colts were, you would expect the Eagles to end their favor by six and a half on the road, so maybe they do come out and, and blow out the Colts. You get that initial buzz from Jeff Saturday, then that kind of wears off by week two. Exactly. But I will say this about Philadelphia. Yeah. These last yeah. couple of weeks, I don't know if I would say exposed, that may be a strong word, but you, you, we saw what Washington did. You can run against this team now that they're missing Jordan Davis. There's a reason why they went out and got uh, uh, Linval Joseph and Sue this week, uh, signed two defensive linemen, because um, their rush defense has not been good these last couple of weeks. And you could play keep away like Washington did. And you look at the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, under Jeff Saturday, finally had a big game on Sunday, his best since week one. And the Colts are at home, good offensive line, good run game. If they can play keep away with Jonathan Taylor and keep uh, Jalen Hurts on the sideline, maybe the Colts can hang in there and surprise some people today. I like the matchup from an X's and O's standpoint for Indianapolis today. Matt Ryan played better last week. Um, but at the same time, like I said off the top, you get the Eagles. They got kind of embarrassed on Monday Night Football. The Colts, with maybe some people think a fluky win with Jeff Saturday, you know, maybe that reverses today and the Eagles take care of business on the road. We're doing a show, what, three days from now, two days from now? Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure it out Yeah, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. 
all of this could be right, all of this could be wrong, and all of this could be still to be determined. Yeah. We're going to start with your game to watch golf during. The RSM Classic and Patrick Rogers get his first win. Sahid Tagala has been so close all year. And you have the CME Group LPGA Championship over on NBC with Lydia Ko trying to win $2 million, the largest purse over there on the LPGA Tour. Luke, what is your game to watch golf during today? I think you mentioned it earlier. Raiders Broncos. When one of the coaches says in his press conference, well, one of the team has to win, uh, that's uh, just a bad sign for that game. Rams Saints, you lose Cooper Cup for six to eight weeks, which could be your season. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch, They're done. ouch, ouch. Your game of the day. I'm going to go with your Jets Patriots, like we said earlier. But for the Jets, you win your first place, you lose your last place. All these games in the AFC East are huge. That's an interesting game to me uh, today. I'm going with your Vikings and Cowboys game. Oh. There's something for you. I like it. Uh, your sleeper game. I don't even know if there is one. Maybe the, 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 the Mexico City factor for 49ers Cardinals? Yeah, that could be interesting. I mean, I was going to say Eagles Colts. I did not anticipate us talking about it. Uh, I was intrigued by that matchup. So that was going to be my sleeper game. Instead, um, you know what? I'll just say Bengals-Steelers. You get this divisional game. Steelers is a home underdog. Tomlin's always good there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that game will be interesting at 425. Not many people will see it, but it could be good. U.S. men's national team Wales tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Going USA. Who are you going? Of course. <laughs> USA. All the way. This is not your podcast for in-depth soccer no. coverage. I'm taking them to win every game. <laughs> not, not the right pod for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your, your person or player to watch today? Um, I think I had somebody in mind, but I, I can't remember now. I'm going to say... Uh, you, you, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'll see if I can... Zach think. Wilson. Can you just throw the ball? Know what the wind is doing. I know that you don't play a lot of golf out in Utah, but kind of judge the wind and just try to figure out, okay, if I need to throw it away, how far do I need to aim to throw it away? Did a much better job against the Bills that way, containing him within the pocket, not forcing him to have to do, run all over the place. The simple game plan, if you get flushed, Throw it into the seventh row. I don't care. Give out souvenirs. The NFL doesn't care. <laughs> I like it. Um, Did that help I, at all? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, my players, um, Justin Herbert tonight. Sunday night football, everyone's going to be watching. This Chargers offense has been bad. They haven't scored more than 23 points in over a month. Uh, and you get the Chiefs tonight in your building. Big game for them if they want to stay in that division race. Uh, Herbert and that offense got to do something. On national TV. There you go. I'll see you in like two days. <laughs> we do a lot of these in a row this time of year. He's Luke. I'm Jeremy. Enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.